Welcome to week 71, All the Balls. I'm Justin Miller. And I'm Justin Miller. And that's Jake Platter. And we're happy to still be here for another episode. Week 71, Jake. Anything uh, special going on in your day today? I work. You have a good lunch? You, you find a nice sandwich spot? I didn't eat at lunch. Today. You have a good breakfast? Yeah, I had a granola bar. What did you do for dinner? Turkey burger. I don't like it, but I'll pretend I do. But yeah, you don't like turkey burger. I like turkey. I like burgers. I just don't like them. I don't like them on top of each other. They're not on top of each other. It's a burger made out of turkey. Uh, yeah, I just don't like the taste. Some things you, you like. You haven't had my turkey burger. Some things you like. Some things you don't like. And maybe I like yours. But yeah, week seventy-one: turkey burgers, hot dogs, wins, losses, college basketball games. There's a lot to Tying on. on purpose. But let's get to a more serious subject. Unfortunate news that happened. I feel like it happened a while ago, but it really what was it, like three days ago. I think it was like a year ago. Bridget called him Joe Madden. I said, Bridget, there's there's a baseball coach named Joe Madden. It's John Madden. Unfortunate news. What was he? Ninety nine years old. No, no, that was Betty White. How old was he? What, I think it was like ninety one or something crazy. He was old. He looked like he was. He looked like gone. He, was, he looked like he was older than Betty White, but yeah, he. Speaking of Betty White, yeah, she died too, R.I.P., but this is a sports show, so we'll talk about that on our free time. She's like an athlete. Yeah, she, she probably played like softball back in the day. But yeah, John Madden, obviously one of the more well-known figures in all of football, whether it was a video game that was named after him, one of the better coaches, GMs. He, I feel like he did it all. He was an announcer. Ton, announcer, ton of commercials. And obviously, like we didn't know him as well as our dads, our grandparents, all those My kind of people. My dad didn't know him. He really didn't? I didn't know him. I mean, not personally, but, but yeah, this is a guy that, for crying out loud, he, he did it all. He really did. And now, as you look back on a guy with all this talent, what he did, what he didn't do, from listening to Super Bowls, whether it was replays and some of that stuff, he had, he had some of the best vocal cords in the game. I like when he said that Brady shouldn't... Uh, yeah, they should take a knee and send yeah, it to overtime against Brady the Rams. Brady shouldn't go for it. Yeah, that's definitely one of the more classic ones. I mean... And basically, from there on out, that was the story of Tom Brady from that game on out. But, but he called some of the some Super Bowl. I believe the last the last game he called, I think they said, was the Pittsburgh Arizona Super Bowl, which was obviously a great Super it was Bowl. Like Fifteen years ago. Yeah, and I think well, Roethlisberger's last win, obviously, it was. I think it was twenty, might have been close to fifteen years ago. But yeah, that was the bit, the biggest game he called in recent memory. But he called Super Bowls. He called big time regular season games, and. Just broadcasting in general, obviously, I, I do a lot of sports broadcasting, but he's one of the better voices out there, and he definitely will be missed by lots of people. And the thing that I didn't mention to Jake before the show is, obviously, I guarantee most of the people that have watched the show have played Madden before, and obviously, that's probably definitely got to be the biggest sports video game of all time, and the reason why Madden, obviously, so? what do you think is bigger, 2K? No. Yeah, Madden has to be. But NASCAR. overall, looking back at all the Madden, the Maddens in history, what do you think... Or what is your favorite Madden cover of all time? Because I know what mine is. But I'll give you time, time to think about it. Think about all the Madden covers. There, there's tons. I mean, back in the day, I'm like, you got to get the Madden. It comes out at midnight. I don't know. I mean, they're all just like a player in like a candid pose. Yeah, but some of them might be your favorite players, your favorite jersey. Like, I know who mine I is. I got a couple in mind. Mine is not just one person. My favorite Madden cover of all time was the year that they had Troy Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald on the cover together. I thought it was a beautiful cover. Yeah, that two, one was a good one. Two great players, just some yellow and black on one side, some red on the other side, and so two I, Hall of Fame players. I have, a, I have a few. The first one 
is uh, the Madden 25 cover with Barry Sanders. Oh, wasn't there like three different versions though? I think it was Barry Sanders. I was thinking of the Calvin Johnson one. That was different. I liked the Calvin Johnson one. That was good. Good color scheme. And Tom Brady. Peyton Hillis. Yeah, that was that was definitely an interesting one. I mean, Peyton there's, some, Hillis. there's been some busts on the cover, whether it was Peyton Hillis. I mean, the year after, it seems like always something happened. But I feel like that curse has been jinxed a little bit. And then obviously Mahomes and Brady was going to go down as one of the better ones, two great quarterbacks. But All the old ones had Madden on it. Yeah, I know. It was just picture of his he was like his white hey, face but yeah there were some good ones play my game how about the one that had um what's his name sean alexander that was a pretty good one with the seattle seahawks and then he stunk after yeah Peyton hillis was a pretty good one too but there were some, definitely some interesting covers but he wasn't just known for his covers he was known for his voice he was known for his coaching style he was known for being being with the raiders it seemed like for a long long time but he was a great coach great broadcaster great person and a great madden cover yes so R.I.P. to John, not Joe Madden. But yeah, that's where we're going to start the show today. Obviously, we usually start the show with our three ups and three downs. For me this week, I, I feel like it was one of the harder weeks for me to actually pick the three ups and three downs because... I only had two downs. It feels like you can't really pick too many downs, so I was just thinking of like key plays that maybe could have gone a little bit better, but they scored 50 points on one of the worst teams of all time. That's pretty rude. This team stinks. Cleveland had no wins. We're talking about Jacksonville. Detroit had no wins. Jacksonville's got a couple wins. Yeah, that was horrible. And from the, I know it's only his rookie year, but Trevor Lawrence is concerning me. And I'm not just saying it because they have two Three wins. interceptions. Yeah, but some of those picks that he threw, like, come on, you got to be better than yeah, that. Yeah, just bad throws. And he could have had other – he probably could have had five or six interceptions in this game. Patriots missed some of them. But overall, going into the game, we obviously thought the Patriots were going to win this game, but should have put some money on it. <laughs> I mean, it was a disaster from, from the beginning to the game to the end of the game. I didn't think the Patriots would score 50 on them. I forgot I think, about the middle. Yeah, the middle of the game, halftime. I mean, it was all, it was all, it was over before it started, really. And this, even Jacksonville, they didn't have some of their key players, but still, they had enough to make this less than a 40 point outcome. So, Jake. You think that? You want to start with the downs because there really weren't too many? Sure. It was really hard for me to come up with them. I have a down. The no chemistry Celtics. So, that was definitely not one of them. All right, yeah, what's your first down? My first... I only have two downs. My first down... Did the Patriots even get to third down? Yeah, I think they were six for eight on third. My first down is that the Patriots allowed the Trevor Lawrence touchdown streak to end. Oh, yeah. They got a touchdown. That was dumb. Like, we beat them really bad, but he was on a horrible streak of no passing touchdowns. We let him throw a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's not good. And they got to 10 points, so yeah, that's I can see where you're yeah, coming from. Yeah, they got from. into double digits. Just because it was so hard to choose the actual downs from this game. But one of the downs for me in this game was I know the Patriots missed two extra points, but I'm putting it more on Jake Bailey than I'm putting it on Nick Folk. I feel like one of the holds Jake Bailey had was not good. Nick Folk kind of, he looked at the ball, he's like, oh my God, it's not how it's supposed to be lined up. And, and then what was the other one? There was one that got blocked. So I'm putting more of the blame on Jake Bailey than Nick Folk actually not making the extra points. In this so game. a down for our punter. I've never so Jake Bailey. That. Actually, the crazy thing about this is all three of my downs begin. Their last name begins with B. So Jake okay. Bailey is number then one. I, I'll give my second down because I'm sure it's one of yours. Who is it? Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant is not one of my downs. Wow. So I'm giving a big down. <laughs> he was definitely me. worse the week before. <clears throat> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm giving a big down. To Miles Bryant because somehow Laquan Treadwell had a good game and Bryant was the one tackling him every time. 
Yeah, he, so I guess he was on him. He had, like, seven catches for, like, 60 yards. Yeah, and, I mean, someone has to have a good game, but... No, they don't. You'd rather have it be, like, LaVisca no, they don't. or something. Yeah, I would have rather LaVisca or Marvin Jones or... Yeah, I guess you could say it's Miles Bryant, but he's my fourth down, so he didn't make the list. He sucks. Down number two for me, I mean, this guy wasn't on the field that much, but when he was on the field, I feel like he didn't do much. Obviously, Damian Harris had a great game, or Mondre Stevenson had a great game. Brandon Bolden, to me, didn't look that good out there in blitz protection. Somebody's got to do not as good. And he had a pretty big drop. That could have been another touchdown, in my opinion. If you remember Brandon Bolden, easy catch, didn't make it. I remember. You got to be on the downs list. And then Jake only had two, so my third down for the Patriots. We got Bailey, we got Bolden. I said you got to put someone on the defense, so I put Juwan Bentley. He dropped an interception. I think it would have been would have been his third in the game. I mean, third Lawrence's third pick of the game. Bentley dropped it through three anyway. You got to be perfect out there, and Bentley dropped an interception. So you, I got the three Bs. I mean, it's not the playoffs. I got the three Bs, and we're not talking about Bergeron, Bagwell, and other guys. Biggio. Don't you mean Ben Bell and Bos? Ben Bento and Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown. No, Antonio Brown. Chris Boswell. Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown. I don't even want to talk about it. The three Bs. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Bailey, Bentley, and Bolden. Those are my three downs. The list for me, actually, they all happen to come from the offense. I mean, me too. score 50 points. Is Mac on your list? No. I put Mac on my list. I mean, it was. I feel like any quarterback could really have done what Mac did in this game. Then why is he up? But after the two performances he had in the two prior games, we needed Mac Jones to give us back some confidence. He gave us back some confidence. Again, it was a shitty football team. It was a shitty operation in Jacksonville, but he made all the right plays in this game. His presence in the pocket was back to what it was during the win streak. His touchdown passes, in my opinion, were some brilliant throws. And Mac Jones, to me, in this game, rookie quarterback, he did what he needed to do when he got the Patriots He's like not even a rookie quarterback anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my first up was a receiver. Got to give it to Jacoby Myers. He... Is it seems nearly impossible for him to get into the end zone, but he did it. He seemed like a good safety net for Mac throughout the entire game, and I thought he had a great performance. I mean, yeah, he had a great performance in this game. I feel like J- Jacoby Myers has really been great the last couple weeks, honestly. He's reassured people that he is the number one option in the passing game. The tight ends have been a little less in- less involved the last couple weeks, and I think that's part of the reason Jacoby Myers, he's, just, he's getting open, he's making catches. He wasn't on my ups list this week. But I did have another wide receiver on my ups Me list. Me too. And that's Wilkerson. Yeah. I mean, it's his first game. He did drop. Two touchdowns. He, he could have had, had a third touchdown. Yeah, he could have had a third touchdown. But that was a hard one, though. You, you come in in your first game. You bench Nikhil Harry, and you put this kid Wilkerson in the game. He had a couple of passes he could have dropped, but still two touchdowns. I, I believe he had four or five catches in this game, but he was really good. You kind of mentioned my, really good. my honorable mention up, which is whoever made the decision to not play Nikhil Harry in this game. Um, Good decision, yeah. I mean, Wilkerson was one of my real ups, but Harry, if that if we can get this kind of skill, I know he's not going to get two touchdowns every game, but he looked good. He's already better than Nikhil Harry, so Harry should not be playing anymore. Yeah, so Harry Wilkerson should be, should be playing. He's probably going to be inactive next week, and then when it comes to playoff time, I don't know. I don't if, trust him at all in the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't. Bring, I mean, you might have both of them inactive in the playoffs because don't forget Nelson Aguilar hasn't been playing the past couple games either. Aguilar sucks too, but. I'd probably rather have Aguilar than Wilkerson. But, yeah, Wilkerson got to be on the ups list for, I mean, two touchdowns in your first game. Come on. And then third up for me, on the ups list, back-to-back weeks. I didn't realize he only played Ramondre six. Ramondre Stevenson. He was good, but he didn't make the list for me. Oh. 
He didn't, um, he was good. He had two touchdowns, but garbage time. So Damian Harris only played 16 snaps in this game. And had two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. I mean, talk about one-eighth of a touchdown percentage, if I did the math right there. But great performance by Damian Harris. Yeah, two for 60, two out of 16. It's one-eighth. One-eighth of his plays. It's yeah. It's not one-eighth percent. One-eighth of his plays in the game. Yeah, but Damian Harris, man, what's he have? Five touchdowns in the last two weeks? Twelve and a half percent. He has four. I think he has fourteen or fifteen TDs on the season. He actually got off to a slow start. 14. He fumbled in the first game, but ever since then, he's been working his way back from injuries, COVID, whatever it is. Damian Harris in this game, he's the reason why the Patriots got off to such this hot start. Absolutely, you got to establish the run game so that you can throw the ball. So yeah, Damian Harris on the ups list again. We could go on and on. I about almost this game. had him on there, but I took him off. Almost only counts because I put Ramondre. Yeah, I mean, he put the whole offense on this. Even Isaiah Wynn, he didn't. He didn't allow a sack, I don't think, in this game. Well, he didn't lose. So, yeah, overall, Jake, any other thoughts from this? It was, it was what we all expected. I didn't expect 50-10. to 10. I think I said 37. When's the last game. time a football team scored 50 twice in the same year? I think they said it was the fourth time in the Belichick era that they scored 50 twice. Whoa. And the last time was, like, I think it was at least five or six years ago. Whoa. So, so good job. Congratulations to the Patriots. But let's finish the regular season off strong. That would definitely be important, in my opinion. You got to finish it off strong if you're the Patriots. Hell yeah. But on to the next thing. Jake, last week we did the top five quarterbacks and the top five running backs. Yes. So I said, you know what? Let's go to the wide receivers and tight ends this week. Okay. Why not? You're going to be like, whoa, your list is crazy, man. Should we start with tight ends? Sure. All right, let's get the tight ends out of the way. Number five. I think the top three were pretty easy. I don't know if you had the same order. But number, number five, who you got? Number five, I have a rookie. Kyle Pitts. Same here. Kyle Pitts had 1,000 yards this year. That's pretty dang impressive. I think second rookie ever, tight end ever to have. Yeah, after, uh, I forget. I saw the stat today, but. Um, I forget who it is. I forget but, who it was. I mean, it's second ever, so. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's he's number five, already in the top five at his position in the league. Pretty impressive. Um, number four for me. Honestly, I put this guy on the list based on his incredible skill, but he hasn't had the best season. So I put at number four, Darren Waller. Whoa. Um, yeah, Darren Waller's on my list. I'm not that surprised. I don't know why I said whoa. But yeah, Kyle Pitts obviously five for what we mentioned. If Waller was rookie. currently playing better, he'd be higher. But he's been hurt. He's been performing poorly. Even when the Raiders were playing well, it wasn't because of Waller. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the hurt thing. But, yeah, he's, he's missed the past couple of games. But I have Mark Andrews at number four. Mark Andrews has had a phenomenal season. I assume Jake probably has him at three. But Mark Andrews is a guy that's had a great season, even though that Lamar Jackson feels like he's barely played so far. Yep. And when he does play, or even when their backup plays, Mark Andrews has had a great season. And really for the past three or four years, I could say that he's definitely been probably in the top fives. So I got Pitts at five like Jake, then I got Andrews at four. And since you already mentioned Waller, I might as well say I got Darren Waller at three. Kind of in the three to four range. But this is a guy that year after year, if you forget, the, the beginning of his career, he wasn't even that great. Darren Waller? Waller? No. He, well, they, they had hype on him, but he, it took a couple of years for him to be really, really good. Um, and now you think about it, he's, he's been going off. I think at times he's been the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah, easily. Um, and he's not even 100. He hasn't been 100% healthy, I'd say, probably the whole season. If you right, think about it. right. So I don't have Andrews at three. I have George Kittle at three. Um, again, like pure talent, Kittle is better. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But I'll, I'll keep going. I have Mark Andrews at number two um, because he is 
probably having the best season of any tight end in the league. Um, but he's at number two because there's a guy at number one who's fantastic. Um, but, you know, the, the way they've been playing is actually impacting my, my list here. That's why I got Waller, then Kittle, then Andrews. Yeah, so I got, obviously, Andrews four, Waller three, and then I got Kittle at two. This is, I feel like all these guys haven't even been healthy. I mean, Pitts actually was pretty much the whole season, but Kittle wasn't even healthy the whole season. I feel like, he, what, he missed three or four games at least, it seemed Pitts like. Pitts was bad at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he was, but, I mean, he was a rookie. But Kittle has been great. When Jimmy G's out there, it feels like he got to be the number one option, even though Debo Samuel has been great. Debo has been better. Those guys, one and two on the field together. San Francisco is technically not in the playoffs yet, but with them both on the field I together. I think they're going to make it. I'd give them a shot to at least win a playoff game if they make it. And George Kittle is obviously one of the main reasons why. Absolutely. And then I assume both at number one. Travis Kelsey. You have Travis Kelsey. I He's mean, the best tight end in football. He has been for years. Um, it's not going to stop anytime soon. He, he plays like a receiver. He's as fast as a receiver, as big as a tight end, and stronger than pretty much everyone else on the field. Yeah. Um, and his route running is incredible. And he's, like, elusive as a tight end. Like, he can, like open field Travis Kelsey is a problem. Like, it's pretty freaking impressive what he can do. And, yeah, we don't even get into blocking, but he's a good blocking tight end as well. And they don't yeah. need him to block that much, but obviously. No, they don't run the ball. Have Kelsey blocking, have Tyreek Hill open. But whatever Travis Kelsey has, whatever he does, it seems like he's been giving it his all for Kansas City for how long he's been there. And it's crazy to say we haven't even mentioned Gronk, but obviously probably not, not right anymore. now. But Gronkowski's obviously a guy Probably that, still, like... In the top 10. He's had 115 yards last game, and I haven't realized it against the Jets. But Oh, my God. I'm like, I looked at the box, and I'm like, holy crap. Eight receptions, 115 yards. He actually yards. had a great year. But, man, yeah, those we all have the same five guys on the list, and if you get to 6 to 10. We're not going to have the same five receivers. It seems like when you go 6 to 10, it gets a little bit more difficult. But okay, let's get to the receivers. I would, can I premise my receiver list? I have someone on there that I didn't have on there before this week, but he's on my list now. So... I'd like to, to... One to five is hard. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Um, I would like to go on the record as saying I based my list very heavily on how players are currently playing. Yeah, that's why I have a rookie on the list. So do I. Number nice. five? Yeah. Jamar Chase? Number five, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I have Jamar right. Chase. Um, all right, I thought we weren't going to even have that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm basing my list off of how guys are playing, but obviously not like 100% how guys are currently playing because Jamar Chase would probably be like number one. Yeah, but they, yeah. Um, especially after like the last game he had. But the last couple of weeks but he's had, what, five touchdowns in the last two he's, games? He's fantastic. He's he's going to be a top five receiver in the NFL for the next maybe 10 years. Hope it's not like a rookie, he, just a rookie season. No, it can't be. He's, he's that good. Yeah, like he's it, it's so He's so fast. He's he can get over anybody and catch the ball. He's a great route runner, and as long as he's playing with Joe Burrow, the chemistry is going to be there, and they they are very very good. Um, I I've been super impressed with him, and he I mean he it's hard to crack the top five as a, five as a receiver. And oh yeah, he's no doing doubt. Doing it as a rookie. Yeah, the guy's having one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Joe Burrow is having a great season, and Jamar Chase is obviously one of the main reasons why. I mean. I had this team not even making the playoffs. They just won the friggin' division. And the main reason why yeah, is because I of Jamar Chase. Yeah. It's I crazy what he's doing. Coming. And if I did, I'd be a fantasy champion. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'd have Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah. kiss a goodbye. But yeah, number four for me, this guy, he's probably not even having as good of a season as Jamar Chase, but I still he's think... Not. What, Justin Jefferson? Is that really who you have? Yeah. So do I. Oh, shit. Um, 
No, well, I, I said he's not because no one is as, having as good a season as Jamar Chase. I think he's having the best season of any wide receiver in the yeah, league. Yeah, but um, if he had Joe Burrow over But I him. actually do have Justin Jefferson as the fourth receiver the on my team also. Um, on, team. On, my, on my stacked roster here. Um, Jefferson, for me, the reason he's on this list is he's having a pretty good year, but... I feel like Adam Thielen is not even missed on that team. Yeah, you like Adam injured. Thielen was like a top like fifteen to twenty wide receiver, like no doubt. Like no one's gonna deny you that. And normally, when a team loses that, which is normally your best wide receiver, um, there's a problem. And yeah, Justin Jefferson crazy. stepped in and has been amazing. Like he, it, they haven't fallen off. And I get that they're pretty run heavy with Cook, but like this guy is playing like a top five wide receiver. He is. He's shouldering the load of two top receivers. Yeah, he's awesome. And, I mean, he's young. He's barely been in the league, just like Jamar Chase, obviously a little older than him. But still, what he's been doing this season, even for a Vikings team that's not going to make the playoffs, I mean, they better be happy that they drafted a guy like that because he's going to be one of the better wide receivers in recent memory. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Do we have the same number three, too? This my week, this my number crazy. three, he's having a pretty good year. He's been hurt recently. Um, but I have DeAndre Hopkins at number three. He didn't make the um, list for me. Because he's been hurt? Yeah, ba- I mean, basically. He still has eight I understand. Downs. I understand. But, like, if I was going to get rid of every guy that's been hurt, then the, we'd have a problem. Um, I had to go with somebody, and because Hopkins has played for a good amount of the year, I did put him in. He's still having a great season, even though he missed a bunch of time. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if I was putting in everybody that's been hurt, I'd be, you know, I'd be mm-hmm. playing. I'd put Calvin Ridley in. I'd have Chris Godwin. Um, you know, and I, like... Guys miss time. Um, so I have Hopkins. I think just from a pure skill point, he is maybe the best receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, you could easily say he's one. I mean, he probably – yeah. As, in terms of skill, you could easily say he's the best in the league. But he has missed time. Other guys have had phenomenal seasons, so I put him at number three. Yeah, easily. I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Great, great yeah. receiver. He would be right now five. if he retired. I have Tyree Kill at number three. He's not having the best season. Didn't make my list. They have a lot of guys in that offense, whether it's Kelsey Hill, even Demarcus Robinson, and the running backs, and Pringle, whatever you want to call him. But I think Tyree Kill, he's still having a good season, in my opinion. He's still top five in receiving yards in the NFL right now. He's not catching the ball touchdown-wise like he usually does in years past. It seems like he's been quiet, honestly. Yeah, he was quiet for my fantasy team, but I feel like he has that week where he has... 40 yards, then he can have 120 yards, then he can have... He goes back and forth with these single-digit and triple-digit games. He didn't make my list. Like, it, wide receiver... Like, I want to go back to, like, Jamar Chase, honestly. We'll, we'll have the same one and two, I guarantee you. Okay. Um, yeah, Jamar, I want to go back to Jamar Chase because Tyreek Hill did not make my list because it is so competitive at the top, and I think it's that impressive that Jamar Chase is on this list. Yeah, I mean, one through ten, this would be really difficult. Like, harder than tight ends. No doubt. But yeah, I get Tyree Kill at three, and then number two. I think the top two are kind of easy right now. The season number two, this I have season. Yes, two. I have Devonte Adams. I this don't, season. I don't this season. At number two, I have who you have at number one, Cooper Cup. Yeah, so I got um, Adams two and Cooper Cup one. I can't believe Cooper Cup is a top two receiver in the it's NFL ridiculous. by both of our standards. Um, it's ridiculous. I didn't even have him like mocked in the top three rounds of the fantasy football draft. No. Nope. Nope, and a lot of people are saying they'd take him in the first round next year, which I think is insane. I wouldn't do um, it. I, like, he's fantastic. He's having an excellent season. He's clearly Matt Stafford's favorite target. 
Um, he's going off. He gets in the end zone a lot more than he used to. He's fast. He is, like, probably the best route runner in the NFL. Yeah, he easily is um, right But he doesn't have... The, for me, I really just... I mean, he doesn't have the star power. Of he doesn't the have the star power. That's what it is. He doesn't have that, like, spectacular catch skill um, that I think other guys on this list have. His numbers are undeniable. I put him at number two because of how good his numbers are this season. But I, he's not number one for me because I think the, as good as he's been, the ceiling is still lower for him because of what he is capable of doing physically. Yeah, I mean, easily this guy, another, Devontae Adams is going to be a lockdown. Adams is my number Hall one. Famer. If you talk about like how it's been from the start of his career to now, yeah, Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver with Hopkins and whoever else you want to say. But yeah, Adams and Cup, easily one, two in the NFL right now, whatever. I think Cup leads the league, yeah, easily by like 300 yards almost, I think it is, Yeah. after this past week. But if you ask me who you want to have like in a key game, like Devontae catch the ball, Adams, it has to be Devontae Adams. Every single time. But yeah, that's, I got... Chase, Jefferson, Hill, Adams, and Cup, and then only disagreement really is number three, Hopkins and Hill. Yeah, and I mean, you're not going to, like, tell me I'm crazy for putting DeAndre Hopkins on my list. Maybe next week we'll go um, to cornerbacks or something something like that. Like, no, thanks. Backup, um, backup quarterbacks. How about, yeah, how about top five fullbacks? Kyle Juszczyk. Pat DeMarco. Yeah. All right, so that's Anthony the wide receiver. He's good. He's from, he went to King Phillip. Um, yeah, I mean, I, want, I, I would love to talk about <laughs> Devontae Adams a little bit. <laughs> he um what now? Yeah, right now. He to me isn't flashy. He's not He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Um but it's not he's not flashy. You don't see him making like the uh Fourth of July like catch. the Kyler Murray miracle DeAndre Hopkins catch. Like you don't see him doing that, but he catch- I think it's the connection with he, Rodgers. It is too. the connection. But he catches the ball in the tightest windows. He it it seems like he he could run routes with Aaron Rodgers completely unscripted. He could go up to the line he close just, his eyes. just close his eyes and run and stick his hands out and he know when the ball is going to get there. Yeah. Like he is so skilled. He's fantastic. On any team, he'd be really, really good. But because he has Aaron Rodgers and they have this chemistry, to me, it just puts him over the top. He might catch a football if like, they had a closed stadium and it was dropping and he just could feel the football dropping if it was Rodgers throwing the ball. I mean, the connection there is unbelievable. But do you see, do you see the game the, the other night? I mean, yeah, I watched the game the other night. Rodgers just puts it in like he barely has to move. He, in, they were saying one thing that is so ridiculously crazy about Devontae Adams is they said he purposely waits until the last second to put his hands up to catch a ball so the defenders don't know when to stop him. So, like, he'll purposely just only keep his hands tucked into his and chest like this. so that the ball... Yeah, so that, and then just whip him up so that the ball just drops right in. That's like, ridiculous. And, and, but they stick like glue. Like, he... He should be named the Elmer's glue stick. I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> or Gorilla Glue Man. I don't... Something. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Three up and three downs for the NHL. We talked about the NHL with my dad a couple weeks ago. Jake, your your number Frog one tape. your number one down in the NHL right now is that it's during the same season as the NBA and the <laughs> NFL. Um, yeah, kinda, yeah, that's funny. they really screwed up putting their games on at the same time as sports that are better than them um, because I haven't watched a single NHL game all year. Yeah, I agree with you. When I'm watching, when it's Celtics and Bruins and NHL and NBA, I'd always prefer basketball, obviously, over 
the NBA over the NHL. But, I mean, that's not one of my ops, but that's a pretty good one. That was a down for me. Number one down for me is the team that's in last place in the NHL right now. I thought the Arizona Coyotes were going to be bad. But I didn't think they were going to be six and twenty-one. I mean, that's a horrible yeah. for hockey. That's a horrible How many record. Overtime losses, three. That's pretty good. So six and twenty-four. I mean, for hockey, you got to have at least double-digit wins by this time of the season. You have fifteen points, and the next closest after that has eighteen. But Montreal, that's actually really surprising. But yeah, the Coyotes should not be that bad. I think the name Arizona Coyotes stinks. Yeah, I think their mascot. It's really their bad. mascot looks horrible. Yeah, he looks like a like a drugged out like dog. coyote. He looks like a coyote, and that's why they're he the does. coyotes. But yeah, coyotes are disgusting he's animals. Like, he's like he's tripping on LSD. Like you can see it in his eyes. <laughs> he, you didn't hear? He is. He is. But yeah, they're a horrible team, a horrible franchise, and I would not be surprised if the Arizona Coyotes are out of the league in two years, maybe what do you one mean, year. Out of the league. My dad's friend Jack in Arizona. They were having a really tough time drawing. Oh, they're just gonna move the team. Yeah, out of the league. They're not like. Where are they going? They're getting relegated. I mean, they could. To the AHL? Yeah, be the, be the rival of the Providence Bruins. But yeah, the Arizona Coyotes are a down for me. Another down for me, we talked about this on previous episodes of All the Balls. Episodes. But I went with shootouts. Not a big fan of shootouts. I know, I know they have to have them because you can't play overtime forever. But Why not? If I had the, if I had the, the choice. In the playoffs, they played like a whole second game. If I had the choice, you got three on three overtimes right now. After five minutes, if you can't have a winner in the five on in the one five on, on one five, overtime. I'd go to two on two overtime, and there have to be a winner within two minutes. Two on two overtime. I'd rather see that than a shootout. Does that include the goalie? Yeah, of course. So one skill player on the ice. I mean, three on three, two on two with the goalies on the ice. Yeah. No, no, we're not gonna have like a one on one NBA <laughs> version. One on one with goalies. <laughs> That'd be hard. <laughs> no, two on two NHL players like. Like me and you against like Connor and Max with like that's a loss. Bridgie and Adrian Net. I don't know something crazy like that. I don't know. Yeah, but two on two. I want Adrian Arnett. But yeah, that's number two down for me is shootouts. Moving on to number three down. Oh, what's your number two down? Um, no. Anthony Howard said the boys. Good show. You don't have a number two down. No. So I have no, a number three down though. Number three down for me is. I mean, you could say this in every sport, but the COVID pause, in my opinion, really effed up the NHL more than other sports. They paused for about a week and a half. All these makeup games are going to have to be crumbled together in the second half of the season. Crumbled. But the COVID pause really screwed things up. Seems like the NHL got hit, hit, hit harder than the NBA, than MLS, than the MLB, than the NFL. What do you know about the MLS? That the Revolution are pretty close to us. Like physically? Charlie Joseph used to be on the team. Taylor Twelman, Matt Reese. But, um, um, yeah. And they had... Their current uh, goalies, Matt Turner. And they had... Um, Bruce Arena's their coach. The, the, the guy who was on Team USA. Yeah, that guy. But, yeah, COVID pause really screwed up the NHL more than other Some, sports. Jermaine Jones. Oh, yeah, I know him. Jermaine yeah. Jones. That's your number three down? Jermaine, no. I don't... No, I don't have one. Oh, so you're I was kidding. kidding. All right, so those are my number three downs. The Coyotes, shootouts, and the COVID pause. You got any NHL ups? Nashville Predators. Wow, we'll get to that in a second. But the Nashville Predators, Jake loves it there. We're not going to spoil why Jake loves it there, but Jake loves Nashville. I want to go to Nashville, but like I said, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Number one up for me is, you know what? I love the 4-on-4 four four overtime, Jake. I really do. Why not? I mean, 5-on-5, five five, I understand it takes a while, but there's been almost half less shootouts right now in the NHL because of 
the NHL actually going to shoot to overtime four and four. Half less shootouts. Yeah, because four and four overtime, you declare a winner way more faster than five on five. He also said half less. Half less. Left half. Less half. Less than half. You don't like shootouts or in overtime? You don't like anything? You just like regulation hockey? I'm a grammar Nazi. That's what I like to do. So what do you like? Overtime? I like when you type your, but you really meant your. I don't do that. Not on this episode. That's Bridget, by the way. She's, she's the teacher in the back. Yeah, Bridget won't stop talking during the show. All right, so number one is four and four overtime. Number two, I, I had to go with Connor McDavid. I mean, if you're an NHL fan... What are you, like an Edmonton Oiler guy? Have you watched Connor McDavid? No. You guys, unbelievable. I have not seen a talent like Connor McDavid. The heck, we're getting an Adobe update in the middle of the show. Is he on the Oilers? I have not seen a player like Connor McDavid since I've... Yeah, he's on the Edmonton Oilers. I knew it. You knew that? Yeah. No, this guy's unbelievable. I, think I forget the, who the other guy is that they have, though. Leon whatever. Drysdale? Drysdale? The other guy was like a top five player in the league. Cindy Crosby? No. On the Oilers. Yeah, him. Leon... Yeah, I said it. But yeah, Connor McDavid, my opinion, the number one player in the game. He's going to be probably one of the top ten players to ever play the game. And if you watch his game, he's on the up list for me. Guy's unbelievable. Number three, you don't have any ups? Um, no, I don't. I don't watch Jake hockey. Jake just loves hockey. When we talk I to told him. you, Nashville Predators. All right, the number three up before we get to the Nashville Predators. My number three up is that Zdeno Chara is still going. I thought his engine ran out of gas a long time ago. Maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago. Fumes. I see why the Bruins got rid of him. The guy doesn't play like 25 minutes a game like he usually does. He's down to 15 to 18 range. But the guy's still skating. He's still walking. He's still eating. He's still alive. I'm surprised yeah, he's that still he's still breathing. playing. I'm not going to say he's like the Tom Brady of... No, he's not. But the guy's, the guy's old and just, he's still going. Just to comment on what you just said. There's no Tom Brady of anything. There's only a Tom Brady of football. But if you want to compare, Zidane Charles... There is no guy. comparing... Well, there is comparing everyone to Tom Brady because they're all less than Tom Brady. Yeah, but Chara... The guy, the guy is unbelievable. But they're both old? They're both all famous. So are a lot of people. They're both champions. They're so both, are a lot of people. They're both at least 40 playing in professional sports. You can't say that about a lot of people. I could say it about a good amount of people. Yeah, but they're not... They don't have the talent like Chara and Brady. I know you don't that, watch... Like, that sentence alone is just, like, a big no for me. All right, then name some 40-year-old guys that are at least 40-year-olds playing right now that are very good players and going to be Hall of Famers. I guarantee there's not a... You can't name five besides Char and Brady. Let's talk about the Nashville Predators. My problem is you say there's nobody like Chara and Brady. Talent-wise, playing professional sports you're, right now? But you're talking about Chara down to 15 minutes a game. You're surprised he's breathing. You're surprised he's... But the guy's still, a Hall of Famer. You're surprised he doesn't have to eat through a tube. Like No, we're not talking about Tom tubes. Brady is like in the MVP conversation. But not often do you get guys that are in their 40s playing at the level that they're playing in professional sports right now, period. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. The guy's not playing. He was hurt. He couldn't play. All Josh right. McCown. I don't even think he's in the league right now. Free agent. But yeah, let's get to Brian Jake. Hoyer. Oh, please. Third string. Should be a third string. Second string. He played. So Jake. He played. He did play. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were up by 40 points and he got in the game. Congratulations. Uh, Jake, Jake, you probably could have got in the game. Yeah, maybe. Handed off to Brandon Bolden. And, yeah, we won. All right. I helped. So Jake, your only hockey knowledge that you, I'm aware of, really, you went to Nashville. 
I got like six of your trivia questions right. That was pretty impressive. But how was going to Nashville? Because if I had to pick one hockey town, it's not really a hockey town, but it place. Is, I, well, it is a hockey town. Yeah, it's, it's a country town. It's a country town that like like their favorite sports hockey. But what was it like going to Nashville and seeing a game? You have good seats? You went Amazing to a, seats. Was it a playoff game, if I recall? Game six. Against who? Winner go home, yeah. Wow. And they won. But how was it? Like compared to have you been to a Bruins game? I have. What was the difference? Funner in Nashville? I more fun in Nashville? I, I, yeah, it was funner. Um honestly, I think the crowd in Nashville was far more excited for their hockey. I know it was a playoff game, but they were far more excited for their hockey team than we are up here. And it's not really our fault. There are some diehard Bruins fans up here. I get it. Yeah, but of course. This they, is a hockey town, too. They are hockey first. We are, More than the Titans? We are probably hockey fourth. I don't know. These Bruins games... I think the Bruins right now, people are more hyped about the Bruins than the Celtics. Obviously, because the Celtics playing. suck. But they don't normally suck. Like, for the past, like, five years, the Celtics have been way more relevant than the Bruins. And I get the Bruins have made the finals, but... The Celtics have gotten a lot more hype. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, you walk outside, like, there's something cool about walking down, it's called Broadway, walking down Broadway it in Nashville. Broadway? Yeah. Hearing country music in every restaurant, everything's open air, it's all warm and cozy and beautiful Damn. and nice, and then you can walk into an, an ice rink and they're so hype. About their Nashville Predators. Like, they, they really, really love them. Um, and, every, like, I mean, you got to like that everything there is just significantly cheaper. Like, I bought... In the country stuff probably makes I bought fun, tickets yeah. to a Game 6 winner-go-home hockey game for $20 and was able to move down to, like, the 15th row. Yeah, in um, Rhodes, you can't do that. No. Well, at least in a playoff game, you can't do that. No. Um, it was pretty sick. And, like, they've gotten more excited about their team since then. I've, I've probably even been there in, like seven years oh is that longer yeah yeah but overall i don't whether it's going to a national predators game or going to a titans game i want to go there because of country stuff but the national predators probably bring some energy to that i haven't even gone when i was 21 like it's go back it's a place to be when you're over 21 yeah and the predators i feel like year after year recent memory they're getting more enthusiastic about their about their team about their games and all that stuff but and they're not even that bad of i mean this year they're not doing that good they're not that bad of a team but overall i see why they're excited living in nashville must be fun or going to Nashville. But let's get to the NBA. Three ups and three downs real quick. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the NBA more on shows to come. But the down list, my first down had to be the Celtics just because we love them. We mm-hmm. care about them. They're not even on my down list. The chemistry stinks. The team has won, what, two games in a row right now. But I do like one Celtic stat. What? Since the last All-Star break, only two players in the NBA have gotten 50 and 10 rebounds. Yeah, JT and JB. Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's but, pretty cool. But put that, wash that away. I think the chemistry has been horrible this season. Mm-hmm. I think the coaching has been pretty lackluster <laughs> this season. I think the guys coming in off the bench have been pretty crappy this season. Obviously, the COVID stuff, you can talk about that for every team. They've you, only played can, seven games together, and the starters been healthy. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Celtics are at near the top of the list for most heavily impacted by COVID. Yeah, I think they're in the top five. But still, when they're healthy, they haven't looked good. When they're not healthy, they haven't looked good. I understand it's a long season. They're still only a game under five hundred, but still, I believe they have seven games in their next 10 days, which is going to be a lot. And tomorrow night against the Spurs, it looks like they're going to be completely healthy for the first time in a while besides Aaron Neesmith. So these, next, these next five to seven games 
they better start showing something, or this season's going to be another waste of a season to me. Chemistry's been it already horrible. it already is. A, I mean, a waste. Uh, I don't know how you define waste, but a wasted opportunity. But I did hear that's number one. that for the remainder of the year, the Celtics have the fourth easiest schedule in the nba do they really they better start they playing well they have the fourth easiest schedule in the nba for whatever that means the, the pistons beat the bucks last night um so anyone can beat anyone but you never know supposedly the celtics have a real opportunity here to write the ship um let's write it now i really don't i'm not confident i'm the least confident i've been in them in a very long time um that's your number oh no they're not they're but no yeah they're not even one of my downs i i don't, I don't like talking about them anymore. Um, but this is a chance for them to at least, for me, get out of the play-in situation. Yeah. Like, if they do it right, maybe, maybe, maybe they're... Top six? I was going to say, like, the four. Like, at, at best. But, it, it, yeah, five or six. Is if, it if plenty they're lucky. There's plenty of time. Yeah. Okay, so my, my first down is another team. It's not the Celtics. The Indiana Pacers, um, they're not the most talented team in the world. They really are missing, like, that real star player. Yeah. They do have an all-star, um, and they have a lot of good young guys. I like Brogdon. I like Turner. I like Levert a lot. Um, they should be better. They should be so much better. I think the 13 and 22, I read. They're horrible. They're, I think, yeah, something like that. They're horrible. They And they drafted a good player, too. They, yeah, right. Um, Duarte. They should be competing for the playoffs, like, at worst, I, like, if not better. And I get everyone's impacted by COVID and injuries and blah, 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 blah. But this team should be better. They're pretty deep. They're talented. They, they've been together a while. They should be kind of cohesive. Nothing seems to be working for them. I have no explanation for why they're so bad. Yeah, too much talent on that team to be anywhere near where they are right now, mm-hmm. especially so early in the season. Yep. Um, number two down for me, just... Kyrie Irving being a, com- being a complete clown, that's a down for I like me. that he had COVID when they told him he could come back. Yeah, I don't back. know what he has, what he doesn't have. He thinks the Earth's flat. He thinks it's not flat. He, he definitely doesn't think we've been to the moon. He's only going to be playing away games now because of what's going on. But the guy's a clown. I don't even think I mean, they should Brooklyn, let him play. Brooklyn caved. He didn't. Yeah, but obviously he has tons of talent, one of the more talented players in the league. But still, the guy's a clown. He's been a clown for the last at least three or four years. Said he was coming back to Boston. He wasn't. I don't want him. I don't even want to talk about him, but he's on my downs list. You want to talk about a clown? Kyrie's a clown. You want to talk about a clown? Who? One of my downs. Who's that? Ben Simmons. Yeah, another clown. Let's talk about I forgot a, about him. Let's talk about a real clown. That's how much... He's your number two down? Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, from my understanding, he recently eclipsed the $10 million mark in fines from the Philadelphia 76ers. Idiot. How stupid are you? Like, I get that you don't like the organization. I get that you want to go somewhere else. What he doesn't get is that playing is how you raise your stock. You play good, people want you more, they'll trade for you. Right now, he is worthless because nobody knows what he'll do for you. Yet the team says, well, we know he's talented. We can't trade him for peanuts. So he's stuck sitting there just paying money out of his pocket not to play. It is the stupidest thing on the planet. That guy is a moron. Um, I really he's horrible. I he could I I would say it right to his face. There's absolutely nothing that he could say in response that would make him be like, "Well, you got a good point." No, you should be playing basketball right now. You fucking moron. Yes, yeah, so Kyrie Simmons pretty much on the same page. 
Down number three for me. I, I said this last season. I'll say it again this season. Get rid of the plane, please. I just want to go back to the way it was. I'm not a huge fan of the plan. I'm with you so much. Go back to the one plays eight, two plays seven. The plan to me is completely stupid. I don't know why they want, they're having they, it because they want more money. And it seems like they're probably not going to get rid of it because of the more money thing. But the plan's stupid. Very. I think you shouldn't get a double chance to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. It's not just a double chance. It, they're it, giving too many teams a chance. If to you make look it. at yeah, if you look at it from a pure numbers perspective. Half the league was making – more than half the league was making the playoffs before the play-in. Yeah, now it's – Now two-thirds of the league are making the play-in and playoffs. That is gross. And on top of that, I re- – like, for example, we were just talking about the Indiana Pacers. They're like 14 and 22 or whatever they are. They're horrible. They're kind of close to that play-in mark. A team with that record should not be given the opportunity to get into the postseason. No way. It, is, it makes absolutely no sense. Yes, they are capable of winning one game and getting in, but they don't belong. Like, what, what was the point of the first 82 games if you won enough games just to lose to somebody who didn't? Stupid. I really don't get it. They do not deserve to be there. Like you said, it's it the is, money thing. It's so stupid. It's probably not going to go away for a while either, unfortunately. I think no. they renewed it for another two years after the season. So Fantastic. We will be talking about the plan when we get to the playoffs, but I mean, it makes it a little more interesting because, like, oh my god, this team is going to make the playoffs, but still, they shouldn't deserve to make the playoffs in the first place. No. So those are the downs. What are your ups? I had one more down. Oh, you didn't say three? No, only two. Oh, and then I commented on yours. Oh yeah. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I'm going to say it for the same reason I was talking about the Pacers. They should be better. For years, they should be better. I really, I get Zion's not there. Brandon Ingram is really, really good. Um, I think Valanchunas is a great player. They have a lot of talent. Yeah, Graham's not bad either. Yeah, Devontae Graham can go get you 20. Josh Hart, good player. Like, they have enough talent to not be, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel and only being better than, like... The West is too good, I think. Yeah, but they're, like, only better than the Rockets. Like, the Thunder have a better record than them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But Ingram hasn't played a lot either. He's played, like, 20-something games. Like, they're way too talented to not be halfway decent. They're they're beyond the point where I'm like, well, they're having a down year. They just suck. Like, they need to be better for what they have or they need to move people. I mean, that they're starting Herbert Jones. They should trade someone. They're hard. Without Zion, I get... If you Zion's were, never going to play If you told me they didn't have Zion the whole season, I'd probably say they were a bottom three team in the West. Yeah, but the Thunder are ahead of them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But you get some good rookies right now. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I'm not as surprised as you are that the Pelicans are doing that bad. I just think that they should be, like, that borderline play-in. No, they should be, like, a few games below, and they're not. All right, so I kind of just touched on one of my ups, but one of my ups is just how wide open the West is right now. I you, think You like that? Yeah, I love it. Do you I, really think the West is wide open? I, I can see probably about at least four different teams make four or five different teams make it into the finals. Whether it's the Lakers... The Lakers, Mm -mm. the Jazz, Mm -mm. the Suns, the Warriors with Klay Thompson back. Yes. Those four could all easily make it. I really don't think the Lakers have a chance. It's LeBron, man. you got to Anthony Davis. LeBron lost in the first round last year. There's too much talent on that team for them not to be considered someone to make the playoffs. And if Kawhi Leonard's back, which they're saying he could be back with a month left in the season, why not the Clippers too? I mean, Kawhi and George. Because they'll have a very hard road. Uh, that's why it's so open. I mean, even the Nuggets. I, I'm not the biggest Nuggets fan, but Jamal Murray, if he can be healthy, they're a great team. 
I think the West is way more open than the East is, and I could see I, more than four or five teams getting to the playoffs. I agree with finals. I agree with there being a lot of good teams. I personally, I don't think the Lakers are one of them. Um, the problem is, I really underestimated how good the Warriors and the Suns were. Like, I I really don't. Yeah, think, none of us had the Warriors. I really don't think at this point in time that any team that isn't one of those could knock the other one out. Um, I always the only ex- the, I'm not even giving that team a chance. I, the only team right now that I think has a chance of beating either of them is Utah, and I don't think they have enough top tier talent to do it. I think Utah has the best chemistry in the West, but yeah, when it comes to top tier talent beating the Suns and the Warriors and teams Good like that, luck. but also I want to see how Clay Thompson looks when he comes back. I yeah I do too, but I think he's coming back Sunday. To be fair. He really doesn't need to do much to be really good. Like, he could just stand there and shoot threes, and he'd be, like, one of the best players on the team. Yeah, but I think having him back is huge because the year Jordan Poole's having, bring him off the bench becomes mm-hmm. even scarier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're my number one up. What's your number one up? I got to give it to DeMar DeRozan. I got to give it to DeMar DeRozan. I, I've been a DeRozan yeah, fan for a long time. Far. I liked him in San Antonio a lot. He's a killer. Um, but... Do you know what they were saying in the offseason? What, that it wouldn't work? It was the They called it the worst signing of the offseason. I didn't think it would work as good. They I didn't said think they, it would work that They great. said he was overpaid. They said he was too old. They said he's past his prime. They said it's a waste of time to give that guy that much money on this team. I wasn't high on them. Were you high on them? The Bulls? Absolutely. I, I think I had him like six or seven in the East. I had them higher. Um, the Bulls are very good. And... DeMar DeRozan is their best player. There's no argument. They have, they have three all-star level players, and DeMar DeRozan is clearly the best one. And Vucevic has kind of fallen out of the picture because of how good DeRozan's been. Mm-hmm. Which and is weird because he's a center. And not to mention um, Kobe White's been on fire. But DeMar DeRozan is nasty. He hit a game-winning three, and then the following night hit a game-winning three. Yeah, first three. guy to ever do that. Yep. And on top of that, he's like known as one of the worst three-point shooting Wings in the league. He's been good when he shoots. He doesn't shoot He can shoot, shoot the three now. He, like, is... First off, he's, like, the new uh, king of the fourth. He's averaging the most points in the fourth by far. He's shooting the best three-point percentage in the fourth by uh, by anyone's standards. He's, he's shooting the best three-point percentage in the fourth quarter of any player in the league. That's crazy. DeMar DeRozan. And, They're, like, halfway through And he never the shoots year. threes. Like, like, before this year, he barely nope, shot threes. Never sh- now he's a shooter. Like, crazy. DeMar DeRozan is fantastic. I have to give him an up. All right, speaking of shooting, my number two up... We already knew he was the best shooter, but Steph Curry, what he did, becoming the best shooter in the game, everybody knows it, but it just seems like every game I watch, every time I watch this guy, every single season, he just he's getting better, and his percentage is showing he's getting better shooting the ball. It's ridiculous at his age what he's doing, and he just broke the best. The shooting stroke the shooting never record. dies. It's ridiculous what Curry's doing. Got to go down as the best shooter ever, and I don't know if there's ever going someone better. He already is. So that's number two up for me. My number two, for how much I'm going to poop on the Lakers... I got to give one to LeBron. Um, he's 37, and he is... Talking about James? His shoulders must kill, because he's been carrying that team all season long. He's a 30-plus machine. I think it was uh, Colin Coward who said, like, it was, like, December 20th or something, and he was like, LeBron has officially fallen off. Since oh, then, please. Since then, LeBron is averaging, like, 35 points a game, like... Eight rebounds and like eight assists. Like he, he's torching the Nets, and not just the ones from Brooklyn. Um, yeah, he he's on fire. He's 
showing that he's still a top five guy in the league. Um, anytime someone doubts him, he he proves a point, and he's been killing it. Um, I don't know how long that'll last because he isn't in his prime anymore, as far as I'm concerned. But for now, he is incredible and definitely worth even up. Yeah, easily. I mean. I think it, I saw the other day he scored at least 30 points in six of his last eight games. Yes. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, and the Lakers aren't even – they haven't been great. No. But, yeah, so Steph Curry, how wide open the West is. And then number three for me, I went with a rookie that I did not have high hopes for. That is, Whoa. He's been on fire. He was just named the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, and that is Franz Wagner. I know Whoa. the Magic stink. The Magic don't stink. They're horrible. But this, this guy has been awesome. He's already better than his brother. I mean, that's not that hard. But he's already better than his brother – the guy looks like the number one option on this team, especially without Cole Anthony. And the way that he's playing right now, he's been hard to stop. I believe he averaged 19 points a game this month alone. Again, the magic stink, but Jake, we both did not think this guy was going to be that great. No, I really didn't. I mean, I'm watching him in college. He was good. But there's just something about his like body type that made me think he wasn't a very transferable player to the yeah. NBA. Um, in college, he wasn't. I mean, he didn't need to be great last season. No, but he's proved me wrong. And now you can see Michigan. Not talking about college right now, but Michigan's a completely different team this season without. They him. suck. Um, he's really proved me wrong. So I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that. I agree. Um, my last up, it goes to a point guard. Um, it's kind John of John Morant. That's right. Um, John Morant has been fantastic. Um, for all of the inconsistencies throughout the NBA, for all of the teams that are suffering from. COVID and, you know, injuries and using them as excuses, John Morant is, like, refusing. Like, yeah. he he is playing at an all-star level. Um, the Grizzlies have had their troubles, but he has been their rock. He's been consistent the whole time. He's been killing it. And if he's not an all-star, I'd be shocked. Oh, yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's averaging, like, 24 and, like, 9. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And... Lately, I feel like it's been his best couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming off an injury, but still. Oh, he's. I mean, it does, I don't, I'm confident in them against any team they play for the most part. They they could do it. They're that team. And yeah. they're and for the wide open West that you're talking about, I don't think that they're at that level. But they're a playoff team. They have to be. They're definitely a playoff team. The way they're playing right now. And he's going to make it interesting. And Desmond Bain, by the way, has been really good too. Yep. But yeah, that's a good backcourt. All right, so those are the three up and three down. Real quickly, touching on college football, because the next time we do a show, there will be no more college football left. There's been some pretty good bowl games, but the games that were supposed to be the, the best games, or you could say maybe not the best games, but the two games that most people are going to talk about. Jake, I know we didn't get to see all of them, but Alabama-Cincinnati, we disagreed on both of them, actually. We both went one and one, but those games pretty much both stunk. The Alabama-Cincinnati game... And then the Michigan-Georgia game. I mean... They did stink. They were bad. And I'm not surprised. Obviously, we had different outcomes. I'm not surprised Alabama's going to the championship. I had Michigan winning that game, and I don't know why, but Georgia completely... Georgia could have been the best team that played all day. That was a complete trouncing of Michigan. Probably. But overall, my my thoughts from a couple of those games are, you usually want to see those games, and usually for the past couple of seasons, they've been close games. Yep. And I wasn't expecting blowouts like that. I think I had a single-digit score in the Michigan game. Alabama, I thought, would be more of a blowout, but... I don't know what it was. Desmond Ritter didn't even look that great. No, he didn't. And maybe you gotta you gotta put some of that on the, how good the Alabama defense is. But Ritter, you have to. I mean, it, he's he hasn't played like that all year, and, and then and then he played Alabama. And that's an undefeated team, though. So you gotta you gotta think of that. And then the Michigan game, it was just what was it, fourteen nothing, five minutes in. 
And Jake, you were right about that. I don't know if you thought it would be a blowout like No, but like I that. I don't know. I like Georgia. They're both pretty bad games. And then Harbaugh announced that he might go back to the NFL after that. So who the hell knows? The other bowl games, I feel like there were some pretty good ones, whether it was... There were some. There were some good ones. There was ones. a lot of one-score games. Michigan State and Pittsburgh was probably the best one, in my opinion. That um, came down to the end. That was a really good one. Um, the, uh, who was it? Oklahoma State and... Um, oh, they played... That was a close game the other day. Yeah. Notre Dame? Yep. That was a very good game. The Tennessee game was really good. But, honestly, overall... I wasn't as thrilled with these games as I, I feel people have been in the past. Yeah, they haven't lived um, up to the hype. At least the two no, big ones. they really didn't. And as far as, like, all the other bowl games went, I feel like guys were a lot more comfortable, like, opting out or or passing on these games. Yeah. Just because of the COVID situation. Um, and, There's definitely been less names. And things were up in the air. Some bowl games got canceled. Um, it, it, it wasn't as eventful for me as it as it has been in the past especially the college uh, playoff games yeah so not too much to talk about with those semifinal games obviously there's going to be a ton of nfl players coming out of those games but real quickly we're probably we're not going to have our show before monday night so the, the championship is on monday night the third meeting between alabama and georgia this season obviously georgia took care of business in the first one the sec title game alabama answered they beat them pretty handily in that second game it was closer than i thought it was because alabama i think played for the most part, a lot better than Georgia did. But Monday night's the championship. Georgia's the favorite in this game. I'm taking Alabama. I'm not betting against Alabama in this game. I know Jake's a big Georgia fan. I don't know who you're going to pick. But I think the way that Bryce Young has been playing in the second half of the season, the Heisman winner, Nick Saban, they've been there before. Obviously, Georgia's been there once, but Alabama's been there more. And I think they have their number. I think this is going to be an extremely close game. My Heisman winner loses pretty often in the championship. Yeah, it's happened. it's happened more than it's not happened. But... I haven't come up with a score prediction for this game. I will in a second, but I'm I taking out. I'm taking Alabama, thirty-seven, thirty-one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. That is a high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, as a fan of football, I think the the most fun thing you can do is just take the over, um, and you know watch football. But I'm going to stick with Georgia. Um, they're the favorite in the game, and I get that it's three points, but points are points. Um, and I, I just have more confidence in Georgia. I feel that they're a more, cohesive well, bunch. Feel, yeah, they're more, they're a more well-rounded team in my opinion. Um, and it's hard to go against Saban. It's hard to go against the Heisman winner, but they have the better defense. The defense is strong. And if, if any defense can stop, um, that offense, yeah. it's Georgia. Yeah, no doubt about it. And the, Alabama has a better quarterback, but. Georgia's QBs, whether it's Bennett, whether it's the, the other kid, they've played two quarterbacks sometimes this season. They've been good. The offense has been good, and the defense was number one for most of the college football season. I just think they're running into a different animal. Would I be surprised if Georgia won? They both are. Would I be surprised if Georgia won a little bit? But I'm taking Alabama, and I think it's going to be a real high they're scoring game. They're both running into different animals. Yeah, they are. I mean, they've already run into the animals two times this season. So the third matchup, if, if one of the teams had won twice, usually it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. But this is it's been a split so far, so yeah. it's more tough to tell. All right, one more thing before we get to our final regular season picks of the season. Jake, I was thinking about Justin. this. Oh, yeah, that's my name. But, yeah, I was thinking about this before. We've talked about it in years past. After watching what we've seen 
it's been what six or seven years that they've been doing this college football playoff where it's only four teams right. get a chance to win a national championship. Yeah. We know March Madness, sixty it used to be sixty four teams, now it's sixty eight teams with the playing games. But you're giving college basketball, obviously basketball is different than football, but sixty eight teams a chance to win a national title. Football you only get four. Do you think there should be more than four teams? I believe the field should go to eight. I think it should be eight teams getting a chance to win a national championship. I'm with you. I I, I know football is a different sport. You, a- you asked the question, how can you make the playoffs more exciting? I think make so, eight teams. I do have some thoughts. And I wrote down how you do it. Obviously, um, basketball, they can play, you know, they they take a day off in between, but they really don't even need to. Well, for March Madness, um, I yeah, mean in they, general. Yeah, they, no, but they really don't even need to. You can play back to back in basketball. You can't in football. Um, it it clearly just doesn't work. Um, but I'm with you. They should expand to eight teams. The problem I have with that is this college. No, you you. You extend the playoffs by one week, so it's like football, where you know they're or like the NFL, where they get a week, they to you know between one game to the next. That's fine with me. I think that's reasonable. Make it a week longer. There's not much going on in January anyway, um, so I get that. That's fine for me. It really seems like the only way to make college football playoffs more exciting is to expand the field. And, you know, teams that are like, well, we should have made it over you, they'll make it. They'll- yeah, the, the thing could happen where, oh, my God, the ninth best team, say they do expand to eight. What if the ninth's like, oh, my God, we should have made it. it could, you can say that with anything. It will happen. In March Madness, it happens all the time. They it, have the next four in. And the- it will happen. But, it, I mean, I think it's harder in football because, like, a team could reasonably go undefeated and not make the college football playoff if they're not a top team. Yeah, and obviously that won't happen um, in basketball because it's no game. No, no. Um, if you go undefeated in college basketball, you are in the tournament. So the reason I don't think that expanding the field would even be that successful in making college football playoffs more exciting is the, I think the two games that we watched this past weekend are a prime example. Um, the one played the four, destroyed like them. Like an AFC and NFC championship. But the one played the four and destroyed them. Georgia was the favorite, even though they were the three, and they destroyed Michigan. Like, how do you like imagine Alabama, the one seed, playing whoever was number eight? Wouldn't they kill them? Yeah, they would. Wouldn't they kill them every year? But yeah, it w- um, wouldn't they kill them? I don't every have that year? happening. Most years, but this this year was different. Usually, both games aren't blowouts. You're right. You but when in the one verse four, but if the one were to play the eight and the two and the seven and blah 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 blah. blah it would be it'd be more games to watch, but they'd be fun for the first quarter. I'd expand it by as far as twelve. I would go no more than twelve. That's too many. If what I was saying is, if you do do twelve, though, four buys. One, yeah, one won't play twelve, so it's not like the blow that you were talking about. Obviously, one through four get buys, and it would be like five versus twelve. It's like and one, then, more. and then what? Lowest remaining? Yeah, five plays twelve, six plays eleven, seven plays ten, eight plays nine. Then one to four, obviously play the winners. Then you get a semifinals and a finals. Is, Re- you wouldn't do it like the NFL. No, not like that. But real, yeah, like one would play, say, 12 beat 5. One would obviously play 12. Okay. But I don't think that. Realistically, it's two more games for some of these teams, which I don't think is a huge deal. Like, no, it's, well, it, it is. Unfortunately, it is. With college, it can be more of a problem. It, well, with college football, because there's so many guys opting out. When the season ends and, you, and you're an NFL prospect and you know where your stock is, 
I really don't think you're going to sign up to play three more games. Like, personally, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's not as much time. Yeah, and it's not that I, you know, don't want to win the Orange Bowl or whatever. Yeah. But the the football is a game where you get hurt. And I would never risk getting hurt when I'm already an NFL prospect for for playing for nothing really like you're what do you win nothing what do you win if you win a bowl game money a lot of money for your school who cares they have enough money but going the other way i think for the fan having like eight or 12 teams in it would make it way more exciting like whether it's not like betting on games but watch more games to watch Mm -hmm. not having four teams like even college basketball when they went from 64 to 68 i like those playing games like even though they're playing games that probably they're not going to get to like the final four or something, we've seen crazy things happen. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it's happened once. UCLA did it. Yeah, and so did Syracuse. They got to the Elite Eight one time. But basketball and football are completely different. But I think four teams is just you can't. You got to have more. It's not enough. I agree. And plus, even the eight or twelve teams, you're not going to have that many undefeated teams that don't. I do think it. just from like a, a fairness standpoint, it's not very fair because they're go undefeated. And, yeah, Cincinnati could have easily been a five this year. Well, they were saying it wasn't even Cincinnati going undefeated that got them the four. It was that other teams lost. They were they're like um and that's ridiculous. Oklahoma State or um, I think it was Oregon. Yeah. They were like if they had won one more game, they probably would have made it over. Yeah, that's dumb. Over Cincinnati, like that that should not happen. If you win every game you play, you should be in the college football playoff unless you're like, you know, playing scrubs all year. But if you think about it, seven years ago, it used to only be two teams. This is obviously better than that. No doubt. But you got to go. You got to expand it further. 12 could be too many, but... I mean, think about it. Georgia was the three this year. You really think they sh- they didn't deserve to be here? That would have been ridiculous. Right? And we could have said that every year up until no, seven d- years ago. L- let me ask you this. Back in that old system where... It was just the top two teams. Yeah. Do you think they would have made Georgia the two? Yeah, probably now because... More people would want to see Georgia than Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It, back in the day when they made it just the one... Like if right now it was just two teams. Yeah, don't you think they would have made Georgia the two instead of Michigan? Yeah, they probably would have. Just so that Alabama and Georgia would play? Yeah, for a third time. Yep. So, so I mean, it, it's totally subjective. Um, but now, I, this is probably the best matchup, Alabama-Georgia, when it's all said and done. It is, but I'm glad they had to earn it. Yeah, definitely. you got to win a game. Mm-hmm. Don't just automatically get there. Mm-hmm. Two best NFL teams. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl is going to be Green Bay against someone. I mean, it's stupid. Obviously, the NFL is different. Green Bay and the Titans. Yeah. All right, let's get to our final picks. This is the last week of the regular season. Did I catch up on you? You lost a game. Shoot. So let me check. We only disagreed on three games this past week. It was the Miami-Tennessee game. You had Miami, yep. which I was actually really surprised about. San Francisco-Houston, I had Houston. I don't know why. And then Pittsburgh-Cleveland, you had Cleveland, and I had Pittsburgh. So... After 17 weeks, I'm 170 and 86. Jake's 161 and 95. That's the bad news that you're pro- you're definitely not going to catch me. The I good news just is all your picks. The good news is in the playoffs we should probably start at zero and zero. Oh yeah, definitely. So we'll start. Jake will have a chance in the playoffs, but we. Hey, I was the champion last year when there were three of us. That's more impressive than winning it when there's two. Hey, of us. at least Jake didn't have to flip a coin this year. All right. Yeah, there was no way I was coin flipping Connor Howe. And not, 161 and 95 is not too bad. Hopefully Thanks. you don't get to 100 losses, so don't lose five games this week. Okay. But week, what week? It's kind of hard because some teams aren't playing for anything. Yeah, week 18, thinking about some of these games, actually it was easier. For, we do a spreads pool, me and Jake, where obviously we picked the spreads. I feel like 
it's harder. The spreads pool might be harder this week than other weeks. Just oh, because some you, teams just aren't playing. It only, I believe, only one team's actually not playing for anything. That's Green Bay. Before what we about get non-playoff teams, all right, you know what? Before we make our picks, what about non-playoff teams? Yeah, I mean, they're playing for what their draft stock. No, but like the the football team is that playing the that. Giants. Like the like, no one on either side is playing for anything. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Then there's a they made the schedule so like some of those games they're all at the same times, but going Pittsburgh's playing Baltimore. Like they're realistically yeah. they're playing for nothing. I get that you know whatever a million things can happen, but like, so the AFC is. It's not settled at all, but most likely Buffalo wins. They win the East. The North, Cincinnati already won the North. Tennessee already won the South. If they win, they're the number one seed. Yep. And then the West, Kansas City, Kansas City won already won the already. West. Yep. And then the Patriots clinch the playoffs. Yep. And then they put the Chargers-Vegas game on Sunday night. The winner of that game goes to the playoffs. Or they could tie. Which would be crazy. And then the loser goes home. And then what team are we forgetting? Oh, and then the Colts. They actually— And then the Colts win. They can—one of them can lose and still make it. Yeah, if the Colts lose. Yes. But which probably won't happen. They won't. And then, so that's the AFC. Then the NFC, obviously. Green Bay is the number one seed. The home field advantage. They're playing for nothing this week. NFC East, Dallas already won. They're going to win. Eagles clinched the playoffs, though, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. And then the South, Tampa Bay won the South. And then the West. They is, were sneaky. The West is the only division that's not decided yet. If LA, if the Rams win this week, they win the West. If the Rams lose this week and Arizona wins, Arizona wins the West. Yep. And then, playoff-wise, Minnesota's out. And then yep. the only other thing we didn't mention is the, so, either the Eagle or the 49ers. So, if the, for, the 49ers are playing the Rams. If the Niners beat the Rams, then they're in the playoffs. If the 49ers lose to the Rams and the Saints beat the Falcons, Falcons Saints then the Saints make the playoffs. I don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. I do. But, yeah, that's really the only thing that's – that's the main storyline. Obviously, the biggest storyline is Sunday the night. The Saints have won three – very big games. Oh, they have. And if Sean Payton gets him to the playoffs, he's an unbelievable coach as it is, but that's going to be a crazy thing. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the matchups. I'll let you know if I think you're going to make it first. The though. Saints um, allowed, what, like a field goal to the Packers? They held... Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay scoreless. And what did we score on them? Less oh, than 10. Less than... Oh, on Tampa Bay? No, on the Saints. I think we scored nine, maybe. So that's three huge wins for them. They have a great defense. But, like, they weren't showing up like that every week. No, they, no. they showed up against good teams and beat them badly. And they lost famous Jameis, too. I like famous. All right, so let's get to the peak, the picks. Our the last picks. Our last picks until the playoffs. Don't cry too much. All right, so Saturday we have two games. Yes. Saturday, I believe, 4.30, Kansas City-Denver. I don't know how they decided what games are on Saturday. Kansas City by a million. Yeah, I wrote some notes next to mine because I'm in this big spreads pool where I need to keep it, keep it in first place. But, yeah, I get Kansas City winning this game. Even though they could rest their starters, if I don't know if they're gonna, but they'll get no, out. They're not going to because I'm saying if they get out to like a huge lead, sure. But they're going to they're going to try and win that game. Yeah, and they the will. The Titans win. could lose. I, they probably won't. But if the Titans lose and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs get the bye. Yeah, Kansas City needs to win this game, and they're they'll probably be up twenty plus at halftime. This game, yeah. Drew Locke is not Take gonna have any chance to beat him. Even though they say in Denver it can be hard. Bullshit. Not for Pat Mahomes. Not this week. Saturday, the Saturday night game actually I think could be a very good game. Dallas at Philly. It's a divisional game. Both is, is are the Eagles even playing for anything? They can be. I read today they can either be the five, six, or, or seven, seven seed. So I guess 
No, you, you want to win the game, obviously. But the but the Cowboys are playing for something too. Both teams want to win this game, and it's Saturday night under the lights, NFC East divisional matchup. These teams don't like each other that much. I think this is going to be a very close game that Dallas pulls out. I mean, Dallas is the better team. I have to go with Dallas. Yeah, Dallas will win. That's going to be a good game, though. And then moving on to Sunday. I like how they spread it out this week, by the way. You got seven 1 o'clock games and then six 4 o'clock games. They, I think they do that every year. That's good. But 1 o'clock, Cincinnati at Cleveland. No Baker Mayfield. You Thank know that? God. Baker's done for the season. Who cares? Cincinnati's still playing for something. Cincinnati will win this game. No doubt. There's not going to be many games. We probably no doubt Cincinnati wins that game. Did I say my upset or lot? No, not yet. All right, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore's not officially. Yeah, they are officially eliminated. Pittsburgh's still technically not eliminated. They're not going to make it, Jake. But it sounds like Lamar Jackson is going to play this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm locking in Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore. I took Baltimore, too. If he doesn't play this week, they could still win. That's my lock. Yeah, Huntley was pretty good. Huntley's not bad. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. They almost beat the Rams. In Pittsburgh and Baltimore hate each other. Most of these teams. They're all divisional games this week. Why, why not? Indy at Jacksonville. Indy has to win this game. Jacksonville, we already talked about it. It's a terrible operation. Indy will blow them out. They have to. I disagree team? with you about the blowout, but I think Indianapolis wins the game. Like you see a single-digit game? 12 or less. Wow. So he's taking Jacksonville in the spread. Well, I get Indy. I think Indy covers... And this is a game they got to win, obviously. If, if Indy you, want, some- you want to hear a crazy stat? Yeah. Indianapolis has not won a game in Jacksonville since... 2015? 2014. What the hell? Well, that's changing. Imagine okay. if Indy doesn't make the playoffs. That would be horrible. They haven't won a game since 2014. And then the other 1 o'clock game in the same division, Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee obviously... Tennessee needs this win. Yeah, they, they will. They will destroy them. They want the one seed. They'll take the one seed. They'll cover the 10.5, and, and they'll beat the hell out of Davis Mills in Houston. That's not even a question for me. Oh, yeah. All right. This is my lock of the week. I believe it's the first time I've locked in this team all season. Washington at the Giants. They're both not playing for anything. Mike Lennon threw for 24 yards in that last game. Giants don't have anybody healthy. I think Washington's going to win this game pretty easily. You know I'm a football team guy. Yeah. So I got the football team. We might. Are we going to agree on every game? That'd be nuts. Uh, but yeah, Washington. We haven't disagreed yet? No, not yet. Washington is my lock of the week. We'll disagree. One o'clock game. I think this could be one of the better games of the week, even though they're both not eligible to make the playoffs. <laughs> Chicago, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, it sounds like, is going to be back. Chicago's actually been playing a little bit better lately, even though they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm taking the home team. I'm taking Minnesota. My upset pick of the week is the Chicago hey. Bears. So Jake- Chicago Bears... We're hot. I get Mike Lennon sucks. But they were hot last week, and they've been pretty good for the last few weeks. Um, Mike Lennon? What do you mean? They, oh, he's on the Giants. Who's the quarter? Oh, Dalton, you mean? Dalton, Fields, Foles. Yeah, they, Foles they, was playing. Foles look good. They all look good. I think the team has some talent. Um, they're young. They're scrappy. They're not Of course, they're up. a team. They're going to try and win this game. They're a football team. Honestly, what it came down to for me is that I think the Bears are more inclined to try and win this game than the, than the uh, Vikings. I, I get they're both out, but the Bears are like seem like the team where they're just like, hey, let's go out and win a football game. Like, who cares? This we, is a tough game to pick. I don't know. I think the 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 Vikings are going to be a more deflated team because they actually have playoff aspirations, whereas the Bears did not. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what the spread is, but that's probably a close one. I, I, think, just, I think it's like two. I'm taking the home team. Last one o'clock game of the week. The only team. This is an interesting game. Green Bay's not playing for anything. Did you skip the Patriots? No, they're not at one. Oh. Um, Green Bay, they originally were at one, but 
Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay is the only team, like we said, really not playing for anything since they're the one seed, the mm-hmm. NFC. I assume maybe Rodgers plays the first quarter. Maybe no. he probably won't play at all. He will not play. I think Jordan Love is going to beat the Lions. So do I. So I get Green Bay. Yep, me too. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, this happened. This he's happened not bad. Yeah, he's really not bad. They drafted him for a reason. In Detroit, I don't know if Goff's even going to play. Tim Boyle, Goff, I don't think they're going to beat Love. It doesn't matter. In Green Bay, will still have some of their starters, obviously, on the field. I don't think... I don't think Rodgers, Jones, or Adams play. Yeah, probably not. But Dylan will play. And they probably won't even play Dylan. You've got to be cautious with a lot of these guys. but No, but he'll play a little. All right, so the 6-4-25 games. Let's get to the AFC East. The Jets at Buffalo. Bills. Buffalo, yeah, you think this is a blowout game? No, I you, don't. You saw what the Jets just did to Tom Brady. You know? I, think, I think the Jets keep it within 12. I like 12. Interesting. This is a game that... It is interesting to see what happens because of how good Buffalo was in that second half against Atlanta. But Buffalo needs to win this game, and they will. They absolutely need to win the game. If they lose, they're, they're playing on the road in the playoffs. Uh, what's um, your thought about the Pats this week? I get that it's in Miami. That's always kind of scary. But maybe that was a Tom Brady thing. I, I went to the game. Speaking of going to games, I went to the game in Miami this was actually seven years ago. It was Malcolm Floyd's first game with the Patriots. My God. Malcolm Floyd had a touchdown. First and last. Patriots actually beat Miami pretty easily. I saw Julian Edelman. I don't know if you remember. He had like a 75-yard touchdown from Brady. Who? Edelman. Brady. Who? Oh, yeah. The Jew. Um, oh, yeah. Patriots at Miami. Patriots need a win. They'll win. They will win. They got to ride the momentum from that Miami last game. Miami's streak is over. Yeah, it was a fun ride while it lasted. Don't forget, Patriots are probably still a little bit upset about that game in week one where they should have beat Miami. Where they didn't, they will win this week. I got a question. Is anyone else playing a team week one and week 18 like we are? Probably, but I, I thought that is weird. It is very weird. Usually, It's like, like two completely different teams. I'll look back at the schedule, but yeah, it's completely different. Isn't that cool? It's awesome. It's like half a year. Damn, it's crazy. Almost. No, yeah, it's not, weird. but it's almost... All right, let's it, get... It honestly is almost. No, it is kind of weird. It really is. All right, the, the NFC West games are actually pretty interesting at 425. San Francisco at LA, like we said, LA needs to win. San Francisco is coming off a game. They play with Trey Lance. Jimmy G is going to be back. The 49ers need to win. They, they both need to win. But I think the team with the more talent is LA. I think LA wins at home because I think the, the 49ers secondary to me is not that great. And I think they're going to have ma- major problems with Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Tyler Higby. I'm taking the Rams at home in this game. I think they're both going to have a lot of problems. I, th- I think the over is the pick in that game. Um, but I'm also going with the Rams. I just I don't like the 49ers. Like, I like them sometimes, but I don't think they play up very well. Yeah. Um, they, for whatever reason, like, I for a while I've thought they were, like, a well-coached team. But this year they just don't <laughs> seem to be, like, really stepping it up a level. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. They, they they're good, they're once. bad. Who have they beaten that's, like, good? Really? Doesn't seem like anyone. They I lost don't think Indy. anyone. Like, yeah, they... The other, the, Rams. the other NFC West game is very interesting. Seattle at Arizona. This is actually... This involves one of my bold predictions. Last week, it was one of my bold predictions. I didn't get it right. I'm going with Arizona in my bold prediction this week. They're the highest scoring team of the week. Mm-hmm. You have that bold prediction, too? No. Oh, like, but they very well could be. Seattle's defense is terrible. I'm taking Arizona. They're, they're giving a six and a half. Seattle's not really playing for anything. 
it, it might be. I don't know if it's going to be. People are saying maybe it's Russell Wilson's last game in a Seattle Seahawks uniform. Are you crazy? I, I don't think it's going to be the case. No way. But it could happen. And if it is, I would love to see Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. What the? I was thinking about teams that he could go to if it actually was the last How game. How about Houston? Yeah, but eh. How about Tennessee? Give Russell Wilson a good defense. Give him Pittsburgh. Give him the Steel City. But I'm going to give him a loss this week against Arizona. Yeah, me too. I got the, the Cardinals in that one. So they're, they're actually playing for something, and they're the better team. And two more they games. the Cowboys. Like, I was surprised with that. I thought it would be close, but I didn't expect them to win. My upset. All right, so the last two games are NFC South. Again, New Orleans at Atlanta. New Orleans has to win. My upset of the week. I've been riding them a lot this season. I think the Atlanta Falcons will spoil the dreams of Saints fans this week. I'm taking Atlanta at home. I think Matt, people are saying it could be Matt Ryan's last game in Atlanta. Maybe that's more he of a— should just retire. That could be more of a possibility. But I think Atlanta—I said before the year, I, think they'd, I thought they'd win seven games. I believe they have seven right now. I think they're a football team that's improved as the season has gone on. No. And I, I trust the offense of Atlanta more than I trust the Saints. I'm taking Atlanta at home this week. I think the Saints' defense is just enough to lock down Atlanta, and they need to win. Atlanta's not really playing for anything. I'm sure they want to be a spoiler. But I really think that spoiler alert. I really think that the Niners are losing to the Rams and the Saints are beating the Falcons and the Saints are making the playoffs. I am a firm believer Saints that that is what is going to happen. So so far we disagree. I don't, on I don't even. I think I'll give you a bold prediction. I think the Saints like double them up. I think wow. they. I think they kill them. Wow, that's a, that's a shock. So we disagree on two games. Last game at four twenty five, Carolina at Tampa Bay again. Brady blowout. Matt, this is why are they playing twice in three weeks. I don't know. Because they wanted to get Brady wins so he can make the playoffs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So Tampa Bay will win this game. Shouldn't be that close at all. Carolina's offense, I said it last week, could be the worst offense. In They're the going sport. to kill them. Might be the worst offense in the NFL right now. And I, I think it actually is. Really? I think worse Ca- than Jacksonville? Yes. I don't think so. I think Carolina's offense has been horrible. Come on. You want to count on Amir Abdullah to rush it 10 times? Give me a break. I'd rather count on him than... Dear Ogunwobinobli? Yeah. All right, last. And, I, and I, give me Darnold over uh, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, Darnold's good. He's all right. No, he sucks. He's better than Lawrence. All right, this this is probably the game of the week, right? The Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. It's a game that means the most to fans. It's the last prediction that we're going to make for the regular season. It's the last NFL game of the season. <laughs> you have any tissues, Bridget? No, sorry, I was asking if she had any tissues. Um, Vegas is home. But I'm taking the team that I think is more talented. I'm taking the quarterback that I think is better. I'm taking the Chargers on the road in this game. Vegas is all excited. They beat the Colts. They're riding high. Chargers are going to win this game on the road. I really believe that the Chargers are going to win this game on the road. I really do. I'm going with the scrappy, have no business being here, lose to the Jags, but beat the Chiefs. Formerly in Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, no. The right. Raiders are winning this game. Jake Vegas. The Raiders are making the playoffs. Hell no. Oakland Raiders. Justin Herbert, my last bowl prediction. He leads the Chargers to a game-winning touchdown drive to end the game. Oh, it'll be tight. Chargers win. And we're all surprised about Vegas because there's been some crazy things that's happened, whether it's Ruggs or the guy the other day, Hobbs. What is he thinking? You how did, I don't know how you do that after what Ruggs did. Yeah, that's a like, dumb, dumb like, guy. What, do you think like when he started drinking that night, he was like, well, I'm definitely not getting in a car. I think he's a dumb like, guy. He's a dumb guy. He's a stupid guy. I think he's a more He's Kyle guy. 
He's not. He's the opposite of Kyle guy. Yeah, they look different. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers in this game. We're we're all surprised Vegas. It sounds seems like it was years ago. We were at the gap Vegas watching. Vegas is a dice roll. Remember we were watching that Ravens Vegas game? Like, what is going on? That was actually one of the best. They games had of this some season. huge wins this year. But they yeah. beat the Ravens. They beat the Colts. It's a letdown spot to me. What happened the last time the Raiders and the Chargers played? Who won? I don't even remember the game, do you? No, not at all. Look it up. Chargers schedule. Honestly, it probably was... Was it week one? No. When did they play first? They played... One, two, three. Week four. Chargers 28-14. All right, but this is the Raiders one. Don't recall the game that much, but... No, I don't at all. Chargers will beat them again. We, we picked it because we have to pick every game, so... I don't remember. I, I have the back. Raiders. I know. So we disagree on three. Raiders. We will let you know next week what we think about how we did this season. Our Ask final... us your fantasy questions. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody's seasons are over, unless you're in a league that has week 18 playoffs. They removed that a, a long time ago. But, yeah, that's it. No fantasy football questions this week, but only questions I'll, we'll be asking next week is... It's going to be a crazy... Over-under. We're going to know every NFL playoff matchup, and I can't wait for that. That's always, Yeah, very exciting. It's always an exciting time of We'll the year. be back to talk about our predictions. We'll break down the uh, the college football championship. We'll let you know that. And, and I'll be back to embarrass Justin. Hopefully not. When the Raiders are playing somebody and the Saints are playing somebody. We're going to start fresh next week with the playoffs. So we'll all be 0-0. Zero zero. So we'll see you next week for week 72. Go Patriots. Hopefully you guys can win your, not your fantasy games, your bets, whatever you want to do. Your DraftKings, your, your crap, whatever you want to do. Jake, anything else to say? FanDuel. FanDuel. Yeah, all right. We'll see you guys next week for week 72. See ya. Bye.